Before we start our legend today, I'd like to take a moment to tell you about the Froggy Viking. As some of you know, we have a uniquely designed Viking horn in the Mighty Magnus Viking Horde raffle. The Froggy Viking is a small family business run by the incredibly talented duo Jeremiah and Bonnie Godfrey. Not only do they craft and carve intricate and custom designs on their horns, but they also have custom chainmail jewellery. Please check out their website, thefroggyviking.com, and a wee follow on their Twitter, Facebook and Instagram too, where you can see their superb work. I will of course provide all the links in the episode description. Thank you. Dame the Queen. Now it happened that the King of Munster one day saw a beautiful girl bathing, and he loved her and made her his queen. And in all the land was no woman so lovely to look upon as the fair Etain. And the fame of her beauty came to the ears of the great and powerful chief and king of the Tuatha de Danann, Midar by name. So he disguised himself and went to the court of the King of Munster as a wandering bard that he might look upon the beauty of Etain, and he challenged the king to a game of chess. Who is this man that I should play chess with him? said the king. Try me, said the stranger. You will find me a worthy foe. Then the king said, But the chessboard is in the queen's apartment, and I cannot disturb her. However, when the queen heard that a stranger had challenged the king to chess, she sent her page in with the chessboard, and then came herself to greet the stranger. Amidar was so dazzled with her beauty that he could not speak, he could only gaze upon her. And the queen also seemed troubled, and after some time she left them alone. Now, what shall we play for? asked the king. Let the conqueror name the reward, asked the stranger, and whatever he desires, let it be granted to him. Agreed, replied the monarch. Then they played the game, and the stranger won. "'What is your demand now?' cried the king. "'I have given my word that whatever you shall name is yours.' "'I demand the Lady Attain, the Queen, as my reward,' replied the stranger. "'But I shall not ask you to give her up to me till this day year.' And the stranger departed. Now the king was utterly perplexed and confounded, but he took one good note of the time, and on that night, just a twelve-month after, He made a great feast at Tara for all the princes, and he placed three lines of his chosen warriors all around the palace, and forbade any stranger to enter on pain of death. So all being secure as he thought, he took his place at the feast with the beautiful Etain beside him, all glittering with jewels and a golden crown on her head, and the revelry went on until midnight. Just then, to his horror, the king looked up, and there stood a stranger in the middle of the hall, but no one seemed to perceive him save only the king. He fixed his eyes on the queen, and coming towards her he struck the golden harp he had in his hand, and sang in a low sweet voice, O Etain, wilt thou come with me to a wonderful palace that is mine? White are the teeth and black are the brows, and crimson as the mead are the lips of the lovers. O woman, if thou comest to my proud people, "'Tis a golden crown shall circle thy head. "'Thou shalt dwelt in the sweet streams of my land, 
and drink of the meat and wine in the arms of thy lover. Then he gently put his arm around the queen's waist and drew her up from her royal throne and went forth with her through the midst of all the guests, none hindering, and the king himself was like one in a dream and he could neither speak nor move. But when he recovered himself, then he knew that the stranger was one of the fairy chiefs of the Tuatha de Danann, who had carried off the beautiful Latane to his fairy mansion. So he sent round messengers to all the kings of Erin, that they should destroy all the forts of the hated Tuatha race, and slay and kill and let none live till the queen, his young bride, was brought back to him. Still she came not. Then the king, out of revenge, ordered his men to block up all the stables where the royal horses of the Danans were kept, so that they might die of hunger. But the horses were of noble blood, and no bars or bolts could hold them, and they broke through the bars and rushed out like the whirlwind, and spread all over the country. And the kings, when they saw the beauty of the horses, forgot all about the search for the queen Etain, and only strove how they could seize and hold as their own some of the fiery steeds, with the silver hoofs and golden bridles. Then the king raged in his wrath, and sent for the chief of the druids, and told him he should be put to death, unless he discovered the place where the queen lay hid. So the druid went all over Ireland and searched, and made spells with ogums, and at last, having carved four ogums on four wands of a hazel tree, it was revealed to him that deep down in a hill, in the very centre of Ireland, Queen Atene was hidden away, in the enchanted palace of Midar, the fairy chief. Then the king gathered a great army, and they circled the hill, and dug down and down till they came to the very centre. And just as they reached the gate of the fairy palace, Midar, by his enchantments, sent forth fifty beautiful women from the hillside to distract the attention of the warriors, all so like the queen in form and features and dress that the king himself could not make out truly if his own wife were among them or not. But Detain, when she saw her husband so near, was touched by love of him in her heart. And the power of the enchantment fell from her soul, and she came to him, and he lifted her up on his horse and kissed her tenderly, and brought her back safely to his royal palace of Tara, where they lived happily ever after. But soon after, the power of the Tuatha Dedanan was broken forever, and the remnant that was left took refuge in the caves where they exist to this day. There they practice their magic and work spells and are safe from death until Judgment Day. Thank you once more for joining me and listening to the tale of Etain. Today's version of the legend comes from a wonderful source, Lady Francesca Speranza Wilde, mother of Oscar Wilde. And I must thank my own mother for a copy of Lady Wilde's book, Legends, Charms and Superstitions of Ireland. Thanks, Mum. My sincere thanks to everyone who is donating to the mighty Magnus Viking Horde Raffle. We are almost at the halfway mark of the target. If you would like to enter the raffle for a chance to win some incredible prizes from a wealth of talented folks, please check out the Just Giving page and I'll provide a link to that in the episode description. As always, you can reach me on mlegendlore at gmail.com and at Laura Myth on Twitter. I'm Siobhan Clark. Please join me again for more Irish legends on the Myth, Legends and Lore podcast.